Charaka Samhita, The Ocean of Life, Part 2, Born Out of the Need for Longevity. The pandemic has picked up again somewhere in the globe, and elsewhere a war rages. What next? Charaka says there was a time in history when, like in our present times, Humanity was faced with a severe onslaught of disease, leaving the entire globe helpless. It was getting difficult to work in peace, to live a healthy way of life, to spend time in self-study, to remain energetic without getting distracted and dissipated, to do cleansing routines. And all of this started taking a toll on the healthy lifespan of man. That is, the number of disease-free years were reducing. This prompted the sages, the rishi, who are icons of both knowledge and compassion and pathfinders for various communities across the globe to come together and address this existential problem that humanity as a whole faced. For they could foresee grave calamities if this state remained unchecked. They met where they knew they would be inspired, at a spot on the slopes of the Himalaya, to dwell on this problem and find solutions. They came up with a comprehensive body of work that would not only offer solutions to mankind at this precarious juncture, but also provide a matrix for a science of life that could evolve with the needs of humanity. It was from this grand, once in a eon, coming together of sages and the historic body of work that they created that Charaka Samhita is said to have materialized. The Charaka Samhita is presented as a dictation from Rishi Bharadwaja to six of his most able students and among them was Agnivesha, who compiled the first compendium which evolved into the Samhita. Two things stand out when we sift the first few sutra of Charaka's work. One, the Rishi Bharadwaja is addressed as the intelligent one. And two, the entire compilation begins with a chapter titled as the chapter on longevity. Intelligence here is buddhi, which is beyond the intellect, the faculty that is supposed to be the prime, imperishable substance of creation itself, the very source. And so one who is possessed of it, or should we say, one who is animated by it, is the one qualified to receive the knowledge of the science of life. Charaka reports that Rishi Bharadwaja says to Agnivesha that the assembled sages all felt that, to quote, health is the best source of virtue, wealth, gratification and emancipation, while diseases are destroyers of this source, of welfare of all and of life itself. What could be the means of their amelioration? 
Saying this, the sages meditated on finding the solution. End quote. This was a group of the most accomplished human beings, both in science and in the matters of spirit. And they chose to find solutions in their meditations because they knew that humanity was at a cusp and needed to take a leap. A leap not of faith, but a leap in the way they approach life. And from this profound and deliberate engagement with the deepest recesses of consciousness, the science of life was born in their fertile and powerful collective mind. The sages were quite specific in what they asked. They didn't ask for cures for a list of diseases. They asked for longevity, an insight into a long and healthy lifespan so that each human being could work on his or her own evolution so that each being could experience the flowering of one's ultimate potential without any distractions of an infirm, aging or diseased body or a vacillating or disturbed mind. The entire science of Ayurveda, it seems, has evolved from this deeply and profoundly felt need to live a long and healthy life. And so the word Ayu connotes life, lifespan, as well as duration in the word Ayurveda, making it both the art of life as well as the science of longevity. Rishi Bharadwaja is said to have mastered the three-pronged Ayurveda, which has Hetu, etiology or cause of disease, Linga or the symptomology, and Aushadha or therapeutics. And having experienced its efficacy, shared that knowledge with the entire community of sages who in turn elaborated on the key concepts of Ayurveda in dealing with disease namely Samanya, similarity, Vishesha, dissimilarity, Guna, properties, Dravya, substances, Karma, action, and Samaya, inherence, by which they followed the tenets of the compendium and attained the highest well-being and non-perishable lifespan. So all the existing knowledge and insights of that time were tested by all the adepts of that time and only after their test and validation did Rishi Bharadwaja dictate to his students Agnivesha and others. This it seems was the first medical council to have ever convened. We now enter into the Sutra from the Charaka Samhita that give us the key definitions and concepts of Ayurveda as tested and approved by the Venerable Council of Sages chaired by Rishi Bharadwaja. We begin with three of the basic definitions and in the coming blogs we will continue this narration and understanding of Ayurveda basics through the Sutra of Charaka. Ayurveda is that which deals with good, bad, blissful and sorrowful life and with what is wholesome 
and unwholesome for it, longevity, and about what are you or life is in itself. Are you life implies the conjunction of physical body, senses, mind and soul and is known by the synonym dhari, that which preserves vitality, jivita, that which is life, nityaga, that which is in continuum and anubandha, that which is interdependent or a link between past life and the future life. Vedic scholars regard Ayurveda as the most exalted of Veda and that which is said to be good for both the worlds, for the human beings, the present and the afterlife. Bharat Thakur